you need to consider plain text as a means to future-proof your writing work. Why plain text? How hard is it to do? And what are the advantages and disadvantages? Let's find out. Welcome to the Writing Pursuits podcast, where authors like you discuss writing craft, author life, and book marketing strategies. I'm your host, Catherine McKee. I own Writing Pursuits and write and produce the weekly newsletter, Writing Pursuits Tips for Authors. In addition, I am a speculative fiction author. Writing Pursuits is for authors who drink too much coffee, endure judgmental looks from their furry writing companions, and struggle for words. If you are a writer seeking encouragement, information, and inspiration, this podcast is for you. Hey, Writing Pursuits authors, welcome back to the podcast. To those of you who are new, I want to extend a special welcome. My name is Catrice McKee, and I'm glad you're here. Please leave a comment, a star rating, and follow the show to help others find writing pursuits. Why? Why would you bother to work with plain text files? Why would you convert to plain text? Before we dive in, let me preface this by stating I use a lot of tools. So, you know, I don't use Vellum because I don't own a Mac, but I use Scrivener during manuscript drafting, and I use Microsoft Word for revisions. I also use Microsoft Word extensively because Track Changes comes in handy as a freelance editor. If there's a tool like Scrivener to make rearranging scenes and chapters incredibly easy and track your stats, and you can't imagine writing without it, well, then by all means, use the tool. I'm not proposing we bring back clay tablets. I have nothing against word processing and writing programs. However, most of these proprietary applications produce proprietary file formats. And there's the rub. For longevity, nothing beats plain text. Now, with that out of the way, I'm going back to my programming roots. Once upon a time, I was an advanced systems engineer at Electronic Data Systems, also known as EDS, EDS, also known as EDS. Yes, for many long years, I worked in the coal, uh, coal, I almost said coal mines, the code mines, but then I escaped and ran far, far away. But recently, Jay Thorne brought an article to my attention. It was written by Derek Sivers, and the title was Write Plain Text Files, and I've included that link in the show notes. When I read that post, several things crystallized in my mind. First, my words are my legacy. When I'm dead and gone, I want to make sure my 20 true fans can find my work on a thumb drive, possibly in a vault somewhere. So plain text files are the most durable, flexible, resilient way to store digital information. My third point is I don't want to make. One of the things, one of my chief concerns is that a software change in an application uh, will make my, my files hard to convert, hard to access, hard to read, hard to use. And that means I need to use a non-proprietary file format to store my files long-term. That's the only point I'm trying to make here. And that um, 
brings me to plain text files because plain text files are useful and easy to manipulate, manage, and store. And finally, you can encase or wrap your text in more text to display your words online by using a markup language. So you haven't given up a whole lot. The result of my aha moment was a true desire to kind of get away from word processing and concentrate on writing and note-taking instead. And oh yeah, I made the decision to convert and save my manuscripts to plain text files for posterity. Okay, so the strengths of plain text are that anyone with a computer can open plain text files. Plain text format is non-proprietary, but proprietary applications can open text files. Text files are smaller to store and load faster than bloated, rich text files. You can copy text into any program, and if you work in a text editor without all the menus and the gizmos, work gets done. And you still have a spell checker. Text files always look the same. No weird stuff gets displayed. Weaknesses of plain text, though. Plain text is not as pretty as formatted text to look at. There are no tables or images, page numbers, or other layout features in plain text. It's just text. However, there are ways to overcome this more in a minute. The absence of different heading styles in text files removes one of the aids to understanding written material. At a glance, the structure is not immediately obvious. So formatting information gets stripped from Word files or Google Docs files or anything else when you download them as text files. You can't reverse engineer the formatting that is lost. So those are some of the disadvantages of plain text. But let's put those weaknesses aside for a moment. The first thing you need to do is to future-proof your written work with plain text. So make text backups of your finished work. This should have been a step in my episode. Um, Shields up, take the five-day security challenge. I should have had this in there. If you haven't watched that video, I have put the link in the show notes. This is how to save a text file from Word or Google Docs. Microsoft Word, you can simply save your file as a text file. Now remember, the formatting is going to go away, but that's okay. The main thing is to save the text, right? The words are what matters. Make sure you choose the Unicode option. Um, easier still, select all, copy, and paste your document to a text editor like Notepad or some other uh, note, uh, text editor program, and then save your new file. Put it in a safe place. Google Docs, just go to File, Download, Plain Text, and put your new file somewhere safe. Actually, you might want to consider working in a simple text editor during manuscript development. It's worth the time to experiment. A lot of people like doing that. Who knows? You might discover that it's your new favorite way of working. More about text editors in a moment. I had to eject the dog. He was snoring so loudly. All I could think about was how loud he was. So how can you make plain text look better without using proprietary software? Well, the simple answer is markup languages. You can easily make text information look more presentable by including syntax that is actually also plain text, 
such as hypertext markup language, which is HTML, extensible markup language, which is XML, and also uh, Markdown, which I'll talk about in a minute. Markup languages make it possible to include tables and links. If you don't want to learn HTML or XML markup languages, then check out my favorite way to format text, which is known as Markdown. Markdown is, in fact, a lightweight markup language that has been around since 2004, and it's only gaining ground. I love Markdown language. With apologies to HTML, I don't type well enough to enjoy using HTML, plus HTML slash XML, they're both visually confusing to look at. Uh, You can look right past Markdown most of the time. One huge advantage of Markdown is how easy it is to learn. I mean, 10 minutes gets you most of what you need to know. Markdown is easily converted to HTML. So for the average human being, Markdown is the way to go. So you start with Markdown and you can convert it to HTML and you haven't had to code a line of HTML. But you can include HTML within a Markdown document. Markdown documents have a file extension of .md. However, you can also save it with a TXT extension. Using Markdown can significantly speed up your writing because you keep your fingers on the keyboard and type without resorting to the mouse. So use easy Markdown syntax to indicate the basic formatting you need, like heading levels, italics, bold font, strike through, etc. When I say that Markdown is gaining ground, very recently in March 2022, Google added light Markdown support to docs, sheets, and slides. So that just means that it's becoming even more mainstream. Two things to know. You must turn the option on in Google Docs. So start a new Google Doc, go to Tools, Preferences, and turn on Automatically Detect Markdown. Also take advantage of Google Add-ons. Go to Add-ons in the menu of Google Docs and search for Markdown add docs to Markdown and give it a try. So how can you work in plain text to draft your books? Well, first you need the necessary hardware and software. For the hardware, you can use any old machine. And I'm not even kidding. Go get your TRS-80 out of the garage if you can still find eight-inch floppy disks to feed it. Barring that, don't be proud. Use your college daughter's Reject laptop from 2015. If you write in plain text, you don't need the latest software, especially if you're going to work offline. And what could be more focused than that? In this way, you're free from the vicious computer upgrade cycle. Oh, there's something to be said for keeping it simple. The other thing you need is a text editor program. There are a dime a dozen. There's so many. Um, Some are for purchase and some are free. Markdown editing. For editing Markdown, um, I can recommend Notepad++, which is free. You can also use Microsoft Word and Google Docs to create Markdown files. Just save your work as text files. Why not? They're on your computer already. Mac owners can use Brackets, Vim, Text Wrangler, just to name a few. I uh, I own a program called Typora. T-Y-P-O-R-A. It's $14.99 US dollars before tax, one-time purchase, and I like it. 
There are so many other options. So look around for an editor that appeals to you. Finally, why not leverage your research with a note-taking application built on Markdown? This is my new latest thing. I will return to this topic at a later time because note-taking is a powerful tool for authors, and I really don't think we're doing it right. You've probably heard of Notion and Rome, but I'm using Obsidian now because it is based entirely on, and you guessed it, Markdown files. So it is not open source, but it is free to use. And that's that's a topic for another day. I will come back to it because I'm very enthusiastic. Conclusion. Returning to my programmer roots made me appreciate the enduring nature of plain text files. I started using computers in the early 1980s. Back when nerds built personal computers in their basements or garages, that means I'm getting old. But it also means that for the foreseeable future, using plain text is a great way to future-proof your written work and notes. The question of the week is, what steps have you taken to archive your manuscripts or other important work? Or an alternative question, what is your favorite text editor or note-taking app? That's all I have for today. Until next time, keep writing, my friends. Keep writing. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment and follow the podcast. If you're new around here, I hope you will sign up for the weekly newsletter, Writing Pursuits, Tips for Authors. That link and all the links mentioned in today's episode are in the show notes at writingpursuits.com. Please join us on Wednesdays for new episodes and keep writing, my friends. Keep writing. Keep writing.